live. All right. We're back. <laughs> yeah, season two is finally here. I, I know. know when we left off, we said uh, we'll be here in January. I guess we're one month late, but hey, better late than never. That's true. So here we are. It's been um, a long time, though. Y'all noticed some changes about our set. We right. got a um, little smaller, more, I guess, intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like coffee house style. Yep. Like the chair, our chair and our, and our uh, mugs and things. But uh, I guess before we get into the, the meat of today's episode, we just want to share kind of what we've been doing during the uh, our like quote-unquote off-season. Yeah. So Jessica, if you want to share. Well, uh, we, we haven't been doing nothing. We've been very busy. Running around, ministry, just chugging along. Uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of retreats and uh, revivals and meetings and um, aging and <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, it's been a good time. I visited family in Georgia. It was really good. My brother has a nephew. I got to see him. Um, so yeah, I mean, it flew by just because like I was so busy. But it was a good it was a good break. Uh, but I, I missed doing this, so I'm glad I'm back. Yeah, uh, me too. To? Yeah, me too. Same, similar thing, just busy with ministry. Uh, you know, we had like the, our Christmas, um, I guess, uh, worship to worship and all, like New Year's. And then for our English congregation, we had a retreat as well. Um, just a lot of things going on. But uh, I also got to spend some you know, good time with my family during our kids' uh, winter break, which is good. Um, yeah, so we've been keeping busy, but you know, always on the back of our minds, we were thinking about what what to do for season two. Yeah, and we were able to also, you know, get a good amount of content ready so that we could shoot uh, season two. So now that things have kind of settled in, and we're off to like uh, the start of the new year, mm-hmm. we felt like we're we can now actually start shooting and then get into the groove of having Hebrews and talks uh, be recorded for our our viewers and our audience. Right. Um. We had a few uh, viewers, uh, friends and family that were you know, asking us continually you know, yeah. when we were going to start, yeah. when season was going to be shot, and one of them was already there. But, but uh, yeah, so we're excited to be back. Um, you know, we got mugs, matching <laughs> mugs this time, yep. right? It says, I don't know if you can read it, but it says Faith Unmuted. Right? Faith Unmuted. If you would like one, DM us, right? Only ninety nine ninety nine. Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, just to see who our true fans are. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's limited edition though, yeah. so. Yeah, so we got these mugs today. I guess that's our mug introductions. We got Faith Unmuted. We wanted something that can, like, I guess, remind us of why we're doing this. Like, mm-hmm. We want it to be a channel where we can uh, unmute our faith and we have to share freely what, what we want to share in each episode. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I guess episode one, hope you all enjoyed. PSK wants to uh, kind of go over the layout so that we'll know what the order of today's episode. Yeah, if you guys remember uh, last season, we had a specific, we chose like a specific uh, theme. So we talked primarily about ministry um, and everything about regarding ministry. Uh, but this time around, we're going we're gonna to be a little more free. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, for our primary segment, oh, before our primary segment, it's been a while, man. Uh, but we're going to have, of course, our Hebrew devotional. Pastor Eugene is going to lead us through the devotional in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. After that, our primary segment for today is about turning the other cheek. We're going to be talking about what that means, uh, what that looks like, the importance of it, and 
uh, how we can actually apply that to our lives and how we can do that in our relationships. That's very important. And I think it's a lot deeper than uh, most, most people think. So our second se- segment, uh, we've added a few uh, secondary segments to actually uh, this portion of the, the podcast. But uh, we're going to be talking about our latest take on trends. Uh, we're going to talk about unsung heroes, uh, which is basically a fancy way to talk about and uh, say uh, people in, in the ministry uh, that don't really yeah. have a spotlight or aren't appreciated uh, that really should be. Yeah. You know, we have a really good one for today. Yeah. And then uh, and, uh, we'll close out. Yeah. Anyone else with that? Yeah. Season two. So uh, season two, you'll see in our description, but the theme for season two is practical faith. Like this is practical. So with that being said, I want to just jump into Hebrews, uh, our devotion today. is uh, actually chapter 11, you know, the, the Faith Hall of Fame. We're going to look at Abraham. Right? Who else to look to uh, from a human standpoint of someone who really lives a faithful life uh, to the calling that he was given uh, by God. So we're going to look at Hebrews 11, uh, 8, through, 8 through 10. Right? It says, uh, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was up to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Yeah. So, you know, we look at Abraham. Abraham... He was called by God to leave his land at the age of 75. He was very old. Think about it. He lived in the land of Haran for his whole life. And then God tells him to leave one day. It's not like Abraham knew who God was. He was an idol worshiper uh, until God showed up and told him to go uh, to the land that he was showing. And Abraham actually went and did just that. He went just left. Amazing uh, faith. Not even knowing where he had to go. He just picked up and left. And if you put yourself in his shoes, it's like he's leaving behind his family, all the comforts of of his country, all the things that he knew of and was familiar with, all the things that he's grown up, uh, grown up knowing. He's throwing that all away to go to a new place. And he had no idea where it was. He had no idea what it was going to look like, what it was going to be like. Uh, but it was a step of faith that Abraham took um, because he trusted in God's promise. God said it. He will make him into uh, a father of a multitude of nations. And Abraham just, no questions asked, right? He just took, a, took that step of faith and left to a place where it says he, he did not know where he was going, right? And he went to live in the land of promise, a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Right? He was... This verse 10 says he was looking forward to. He was looking forward to the city where the builder, uh, where the designer and builder is God. That was the reason behind the faith. He trusted God's promise. And so he went and to the land that God told him to go uh, because he was looking forward to the place uh, where God is the designer and the builder of that city. And so I want to encourage our listeners, our viewers, uh, that uh, to take the step of faith. Sometimes God doesn't tell us where to go or doesn't give us all the details. Right? He didn't give Abraham any details on how his promise was even going to come to fruition. 
Uh, he just gave him the first step. Hey, leave your country. And he said, okay. Right? I know for us as humans, we want to know, like, eventually where we're going to go or what the whole point of this whole thing is. Like, we want to know the step-by-step uh, in order for us to take that step of faith. But sometimes, you know, God says, take the step of faith and find out. Right? I want to encourage our listeners and our viewers um, to take that step of faith and see mm-hmm. where God leads you. Through our father Abraham. Yeah, I really like that part where it says looking forward to the city. Um, a lot of people that read the Old Testament and they won't really see like, oh, like how does this apply to me? Like, okay, like this is nice, nice story, but like, what does this have to do with Christians today? Uh, if you don't know the uh, the Promised Land for the Israelites, they were a type uh, looking forward to the Promised Land that we have as Christians, uh, with people faith in Jesus, like we're supposed to see the promised land as this type of heaven, the new heavens and new earth where God dwells, where if we are faithful, we take that step of faith, we believe, we're obedient, we live for him, then uh, he's actually going to usher us into a land of rest and promise. And so the fact that it says that he was looking forward to this, I think is super encouraging, uh, that uh, we should also like live, like Pastor Jim was telling us, in this life of faith, because we look forward to, you know, one day entering into a very important thing to think about as we live a life of faith. But yeah, thank you, Pastor. That was a good word. All right, going into our primary segment, uh, turning the other cheek. And uh, I can read that passage for us if you like. Sure. Uh, before we start off, you said it was Matthew 5, correct? Uh-huh. 5, 38 to 42. It's a pretty common passage. I think a lot of believers already know it, but we want to go into it, uh, read through it, and kind of give practical ways to apply it, right? And what this, what Jesus is actually, what the heart of the message is that Jesus is trying to get at. So if you're ready, you want to read it for us. Yeah. Matthew 5, 30, 8 to 42. 8 to 42. This is the ESV, but uh, this is God's word. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone, anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Amen. There's a lot going on there. Um, it quotes from, I believe, Leviticus. By the way, these letters are on red, so that's important. So Jesus is speaking. And Jesus, the Son of God, our Messiah, he quotes from Leviticus, that law they have, the Israelites had, which is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, which is basically, and you guys know, even non-believers know this, if any of you are listening, it's this idea that if uh, if somebody does harm to you, you're allowed to, you're justified to uh, exact the same thing onto them. Right. Um, but what a lot of people don't understand is, and I've been told this by my Old Testament professor back in Texas, at Southwestern, uh, but he, he basically told us that this law was never meant to justify our vengeance. Like the Bible makes it very clear that, that God is our, our avenger, right? Uh, but that this that those laws were set as um, like a safety precaution, right? Like that you wouldn't do more, right, than, than what they've done to you. And so like if I punch you, right, like you can't stab me. Right? If I if I if I poke you in the eye, you can't 
cut my arm off, right? Like, you can't go overboard. And that's what it was doing. It was trying to protect the Israelites from their wrath and their anger towards one another. And, um, and th- that really is a thing of love, I think. And we need to first understand that. Uh, Jesus wasn't contradicting the law. He was revealing the truth behind it. Actually, even in that Old Testament law, uh, we see God's grace. Because God knows how evil man can be. Mm-hmm. That we're not going to stop at getting, like, you know, repaying back exactly. We're yeah. always going to try to go a step above. Mm-hmm. And so it was God's way of limiting that by saying, hey, exactly. so it's only going to be the same every time. Yeah. Right? So, so even in that, we see God's grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, uh, Jesus is saying, hey, let's think about it in a different way. Right? If someone hits you, don't hit them back. You offer them the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Right? You offer them your cloak. You offer them, you offer to walk an extra. Mm-hmm. Right? Which was always the, the point of the law. Right. Like, uh, even in the Old Testament, the proper response from followers of God was never to take an eye from an eye. Mm-hmm. It was always to, you know, relay the love of God onto others. And so Jesus is really just revealing that this is this has always been the case, and this is still the case, and that all all Christians, all all people in the kingdom of God should be living with this mindset of turning the other cheek. And I guess um, the hard question is how do we actually apply this to our lives? Because right. right? it's one thing to understand with our with our heads, like oh, okay, okay, this is what God is talking about here, but what does that actually look like when we're trying to apply this verse uh, to our life? I think that's what we're trying to get at today with this uh, whole turning the other cheek and what that means. Yeah. And for me, I just want to, I have a couple of stories. I'll, I'll share one and then obviously, you know, if you yeah. has any, uh, um, he could add his input too. But I'll, the one story I want to share first is, uh, is from a, I forget the name of the missionary, but he had come to speak at one of the local churches when I was there. Um, and he was talking about how, he was on his way back to go serve. Right? He had just stopped by the U.S. just to take a little break, and now he was going back. And so he was on his way to the airport. He took a taxi. He got there. It was it was supposed to be fifty dollars, right, to get them to the airport. But when he got to the airport, he realized he left his laptop. So then he had to he asked the driver to go back to his house. Right, he got his laptop, and then he came back. So he was expecting what it was, it was back and forth, back and forth. So like one hundred fifty bucks to yeah. pay the fare. And the driver said, oh, you owe me $300, right? And he said, you know, he could have argued. He could have uh, said this and that, trying to justify, like, hey, that's, you know you're wrong. Like, I'm not going to pay 300 mm-hmm. He couldn't cause a scene. Um, but he told me, uh, he was telling um, in his sermon that he actually paid the 300 uh, plus gave another $58 tip. Wow. And said, God bless you. And then he left. Right? And he was saying, that's what it means to turn the other cheek. Like, you know you're getting ripped off. right? Mm-hmm. You know you're getting taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Instead of, or our human nature, we want to fight, make sure that we don't get ripped off. Yeah. But it's, even though you know you're getting ripped off, it's to go above and beyond that. And him saying, God bless you, I'm sure that taxi driver um, hasn't forgotten that moment. Mm-hmm. Really, because... What's the natural response? He was probably expecting him to fight back, and then he'll probably he was probably gonna lower the price to like two fifty or whatever to still you know make make more than what he should have. Uh, but to have his customer respond in that way and actually give him the amount that he quoted, and then give tip on top of that, and on yeah. top of that say God that's bless crazy. you. Yeah. Um, I think that's why 
Jesus says to do that. It was going to leave a lasting impact because mm-hmm. the world always retaliates. So to have someone who doesn't do that and goes above and beyond to show love to you uh, would leave that lasting imprint on their life and right. then possibly later down the road come to know who come to know God as their Lord and Savior. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Like, it, he's a missionary, right? Yeah. So, like, at the time, if he if he's still doing ministry, he's great. But, like, missionaries don't make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> like, not a, it's not a secret that pastors don't make a lot of money, but missionaries even more so because it's purely based off of donations and however much the church is able to provide on top of pay, uh, paying for uh, their staff and all these other different things. And yeah. so then like $300 is, is a lot of money, lot. especially to, to a missionary. So and I'm thinking about, yeah. Actually, sorry, $300 is not today's $300. Yeah. $300, is this, we're talking about like way back, way back then. So 300 is probably more like, Five, five, fifty-six, right now. That's yeah. insane. Do you know what country he was in? I don't know what country he was serving in, but the, he was leaving. Oh, he was, was in America. Yeah. Okay, true. But still, man, like that's that's a lot of money. And, uh, it, it highlights the fact that like he was at a loss, right? Like, even though, like he was saying, like he was being taken advantage of, but the fact that he was being taken advantage of, that's displaying like what this passage is talking about. It's not like. Oh, like, if it's convenient enough for me to do this thing for you out of quote-unquote love, then yeah, I'll obey Jesus and I'll do that. No, Jesus is talking about, like, when it's inconvenient for you. Yeah. And um, honestly, like, a lot of people, I feel like when they hear this, they'll be like, wow, like, what a, what a nice, what a, what a holy man, what a, what a good Christian. Um, and, like, they'll, like, separate themselves from them. Uh, but I think, if we're being honest, like, this is, like, really impossible to do for for people yeah like the more you know about like how sinful people are like this is an impossible thing like there's no way that i could do this like on my own if i'm being honest like like sacrifice money right that i don't have and and give additional like tip and then you know in good heart and good spirit say god bless you Uh, if somebody hits you right like how could i ever not retaliate how could i not get angry uh, when my own youth, they, they like talk back and I get angry, right? Like, it's, it's, it really is like even for Christians, an impossible thing to do. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's definitely something that we need to work on. And it's a, you know, it's a progress, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can just, on a, as like, a, like you flip a switch or something, you're yeah. able to just turn the other cheek every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I guess, uh, I can't speak for the missionary himself, but just the impression I got is, that's how deeply the missionary was. Um, that's how deep his relationship with God was. Yeah. The fact that he knew exactly. that, you know, everything just he just depended on Him. He was gonna trust and take that step of faith and mm-hmm. trust God's word and apply it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that hearing that part of the message really, uh, there's this is like a long time ago, so mm-hmm. it's still in my in my head. It still left that lasting impression. It was teaching me right what it means to. Turn the other cheek. And, and I hope to encourage our viewers and, and listeners to do the same. It's not, it goes against human nature uh, to do that. Uh, but this is what we're called to do as followers of Christ. Right? Jesus mm-hmm. never retaliated either. Right? On the cross, he could have exactly. just annihilated everyone and yeah. could just, you know, done a lot of things. But he, he basically did turn the other cheek yeah. for, for all of humanity. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I was kind of trying to get at. Like this passage, it, it it highlights not just like the good, 
that people do need to reflect this, but like the ultimate good of him, the fact that Jesus did exactly this. Like you said, like he literally could have annihilated, annihilated us. He literally said in the Garden of Gethsemane, like to his disciples, do you not think that I could call upon my father and he would send legions of angels to fight on my behalf? That's a yeah. scary thing to say and hear. Um, and, and he literally turned the other cheek. I was looking for, as you're speaking, Matthew 26, verse of 67, it says, then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, right? Like some actually slapped, you know, their creator. Creation struck the creator in the face. He didn't do anything about it. And I think, um, like that's that's the beauty of this passage. Like it, it it shows like what he was going to do for us. And I think Jesus was probably thinking about it, like as he was teaching, that he was thinking about, I'm going to do exactly these things for you. I think that's the only possible way that you know humans and, and Christians can actually do that if they're shown that kind of love. Yeah, and I think uh, that's an amazing thing about God is He doesn't just tell us to do it; He, he shows us first, then tells us to do it. Yeah. Um, I guess another story I want to share is actually from uh, one of my friends I, I've known in uh, in college. Like she was uh, dating. Um, she she was, she went to Maryland. Pardon me, she went to Maryland, uh, but her boyfriend. I think went to Mason. I think at that time it was really big on the news, but they broke up. The boyfriend got really mad. Uh, he showed up to the park, her parking garage and uh, shot her. And then he knew her? And shot, wow. shot him, shot him, and, and then he shot himself, right? She um, lived, right? But she lived. The only thing was uh, she turned blind because of the, the bullet yeah. where it hit her in the head. And I remember. They, she went on like so many news channels. Like they're just interviewing her, like asking her what had happened and like how she feels. Like do you are you gonna sue you know your boyfriend's family or are you gonna do this and that? And she wasn't. She was never angry. Right? She was never sad. She was never like frustrated or disappointed or anything. She she just said, you know, like I know this happened because God allowed it to happen. And I'm able to use my story and my now blind condition as a way to share the gospel. And she went around, every time they would interview her, she would just share the gospel and say, like, you know, I'm so glad that, that, that God can still use me, even in my blind state, um, to share the gospel. And she even said, like, she forgives um, her, her ex-boyfriend and, and their family. Not that, you know, the family's fault, but just... Yeah. Thing, like there's no like ill will, no no hatred, mm-hmm. and I was just like blown by that. I, I knew her like after that had happened, right? So oh, okay. so so she she was blind when I met her, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, she went to like the the Korean like the Korean Korean fellowship, mm-hmm. like Christian fellowship. I was in more the Korean American fellowship, but I there see. were times where we would do things together. So mm-hmm. so I've run across her a few times. I guess that would be another example of turning the cheek. That's another very extreme example. Yeah. I, I, uh, that's crazy because, like, when that had happened, I was like, was that, like, a few years ago? Or like, was that a long time ago? This was, like, long time. This was when I was in school. It was, I, like, a long time ago. I remember hearing about that on the news. Like, yeah, it was big. It yeah. Was big. That's crazy that you actually knew when you yeah. met her. Wow. It was one of the first, like, shooting incidents that involved Koreans, I think. That's probably why it was so mm-hmm. big on the news. And especially in the Korean community, it was huge. Like, everyone knew what had happened. So, my goodness. I didn't know that yeah. he was Korean, or that she was Korean, that he went to go to Mason. Yeah. 
yeah. But the yeah, but the story to just share that uh, again, another extreme example of what it means to turn the other cheek. Like she could have fully sued, you know, her yeah. ex's family, yeah. got all the money that she can get out of them, mm-hmm. uh, but she had no uh, intention of doing that, and rather she used that platform to share Christ. Mm-hmm. She was an amazing, like, faithful, like, college, you know, college student. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she should be like a, a young lady, or she's a lady now, or she's a full, full-grown woman, but back then, like, as a young woman, like, yeah. she, she was so amazing. Wow. That is a lot. Like, that, that literally can't happen unless, yeah. you know, they, they truly experience that same type of love in every realm. And so the question, I think, does become, like, how do we apply that into, like, our daily life? Right? Like, I'm even now, like, I'm trying to think about, like, how do you, how do we exemplify this, uh, what it says uh, in Matthew, um, like, everyday living? Because right? um, hopefully, you know, we don't, you know, come across situations like that, right? yeah. even though that's an extraordinary example of faith. Um, but, like, I think one of the things that I think about is, and this is, like, the only one I can think of right now, is, is like, but uh, I'm not even sure if this fully applies, but like a, uh, it could be like a generational thing. But I remember like, like growing up in the DC area, we would see like homeless people like as we would drive like to the supermarket or church, wherever it was, and uh, a lot of times like we would see these people, and and I would wonder like why we don't help them. And I would ask our parents, I would ask um, the adults that we were with, whatever it may be, and they would simply say things like, oh, like. If we gave them help, if we gave them money, they would just blow it away. Right? They would give it, uh, they would use it to buy cigarettes or alcohol, whatever it is. And uh, as a kid, that made sense to me. And I was like, oh, that's very logical. And uh, that's not really helping them. And, uh, and then as I grew older and I came across literally this passage, I was like, wow, that's so not what Jesus thought and said. It's so different from what he thought we should do. Um, when when, when he says, like, when they ask for, when they sue you for a tunic, give them your cloak as well, right? Like, how many of us, I'm not, again, I'm not talking about, like, oh, I'm rich, and so I can give him, like, five bucks because I have it laying around. I'm talking about, like, it's the wintertime, like, yes, you have money to give, but can you also give him the clothes off your back? Um, that, that's what I'm thinking about. That, that's one way you can actually apply it, I think. We can start practically living out of faith. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one, too. Because I think that's something that we would run into from time to time. Yeah. Just how to uh, handle those kind of situations. Because, yeah, I mean, what you know, PSK was sharing about, like, oh, they're just going to blow it away. That, that's, that is one argument. That's one way to look at it. But uh, we're given just the responsibility to care for them. And I guess what they do with what we give them to, like, what they do with what we give them is between them and God. Like, right. we're not, we don't have to worry about that part. Like, we did our part by sharing God's love by giving. Um, there's a lot of times where I didn't feel comfortable giving money, so I actually, uh, took, like, uh, it, was, it would be usually when I'm walking around, like, go mm-hmm. put them into, like, Subway, bought them a couple sandwiches, a couple footlongs. Yeah. Uh, that's another buying way food. to, yeah, buy food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because those people aren't shy. They're like, hey, can I get two sandwiches? <laughs> can I get chips too? I was like, yeah, yeah whatever you want. Just, you know, drink. <laughs> Whatever they like, keep piling on. But hey, you know, with a joyful heart, and you know, I always uh, try to get their name. I'd be like, hey, I'll be praying for you. I, I still remember the one guy, Edward. I it was when I was in the car, 
Uh, all I had was this bottle of water. I was like, sorry, this is what I, what I have to give. I don't have any cash on me. Uh, but I took down his name right away, and I prayed on tons of time when I think about him. Uh, but I think that's you know a good way that we can kind of apply today's uh, today's uh, scripture here yeah. about uh, just going that extra mile. I think that's something that I think we can relate to. Yeah, going there, the extra mile. There was a there was one time where I was driving to the gym, so I, I had a I had a destination. I had to go. I was I was going somewhere to do something, and then. Uh, like literally right in front of the gym, there was this homeless lady who was like struggling to get up. Like mm-hmm. she was on the floor, I think she fell or something. And so I immediately stopped the car and I got out, just trying to help her. I didn't have any cash to give, uh, but I helped her up and I was like, "Hey, like, I was like, are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, I fell down, but I'm trying to get this, get to this place." And I was like, "Is it far from here?" And she said, "No." She was like, "It's not that far. Like, sorry, it's like down the road or whatever it is." And I was like, I mean, "Can I give you a ride?" And uh, she was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And I helped her into my car. Now, because, I mean, she probably hasn't washed in a while, like, it, it smelled really bad, right? And it was it was kind of hard to bear. But I was like, just tell me where to go. And then she told me where to go, and I was driving. And I started driving for, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, wow. I was like, by this time, I'm going to get to, like, like LA or something like that. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, so I was like, where are we going? <laughs> she was like, oh, was just a little bit further. And I was like, I was, I was driving for a long time. And it got to the point where I was still living in my parents' house, and I was like, I have to, I have to actually uh, but like, can I drop you off at like a, a restaurant or whatever it is, like somewhere nearby? And she's like, oh yeah, sure. And we drove a little bit further down, and as we were driving, I was telling her about Jesus, and I asked her if she believed in God and stuff. And, you know, she didn't, uh, but she said that you know she grew up hearing about you know, God, and she grew up in church and stuff. And, um, we stopped at like a McDonald's uh, somewhere like way down, and um, I think she was trying to get to her family. And uh, right before you know she got off, I remember I had, a, I had a small like pocket Bible in my car, and I was like, listen, like I don't have any money to give you. You have this book. And I was like, this book has gotten me through a lot. Um, if you would take it, that'd be awesome. She thanked me. She took it, and then she left. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it really is like by God's grace. I think like most people, like you were saying, like like if if somebody you know without any shame said, oh like can I have two sandwiches? Like we would naturally like we would get annoyed. Like we're giving you, like, you're not gonna take what you <laughs> what we're offering you, right, right? Right? Or like this this woman, she you know I don't think she meant harm but like she told me it was like down the road and, and it ended up being like almost an hour drive out um but like this is this is what god calls us to do and i feel like a lot of us you know don't take that literally and they don't apply it to our lives uh, which is what this entire season is going to be about um like like how do you live out your faith right? not just go to church and listen to it but how do you truly follow jesus how do you, how do you really be disciples of jesus so i hope uh this encouraged our viewers and listeners to uh, turn the other cheek to you know it's if even if like we're at a loss mm-hmm. right i mean god's our father he'll 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 re, you know replenish whatever we lost like mm-hmm. we have nothing to lose right we don't have to feel upset like oh i'm getting like scammed like 50 bucks like you know if that's gonna help the other person uh, come to know christ then mm-hmm. God will repay you. That you yeah. think that fifty is that fifty is gonna be nothing. He'll repay you, you know, ten times, hundred times fold, even if it's not in, in this life. Yeah. And in heaven, which is it's even more. In the crown. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. I want to encourage y'all just to be generous. Um, sometimes we don't like to be on the we don't like to get the short end of the of the stick, but I want to encourage you, get the short end of the of the stick. Yeah. God can make it the long end of the stick, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> like it's, it's gonna bless you for yeah. sure. Trust me, like like a 
we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about this like down the line. But uh, you and I have have been really enjoying ministry. Yeah, it's funny that like when we were talking about ministry in season one, it was like pretty hard. Certain seasons, like we were struggling, we were tired, and you know we would make jokes here and there during season one. But like now, I I, I don't think I've told you this, but I can tell that like right now, like you're just like on fire for God, and like like he's like he's like getting emotional, he's preaching and leading praise and. Uh, and we were getting excited, like talking about you know, you know, setting up like revivals, or retreats, and a rally, and whatever these things like praising. Yeah. And uh, like ministry just has been like so much more enjoyable, and, and it really has been partially due to like this this idea of like humility and like understanding like it doesn't matter if like somebody like yells at me or somebody does me wrong in ministry, uh, my reward is him. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna bless you, like when you when you obey this. Very true. Um, I guess some, moving on to something a little bit lighter, a little yeah. bit more fun. Uh, we want to go over a couple of trends. So we're kind of like looking up some trends that I found that uh, plant-based meat is trending right now. And oh I just goodness. thought, you need what is this evil thing? <laughs> <laughs> <Plant -based laughs> right? That's not real meat. Right? People are trying to eat healthy. I understand that. If you want to eat healthy, eat salad. You do not eat <laughs> plant-based meat. Come on. Right? We're, we're honestly, we're doing this to actually both, you know, jokingly, but also like very intentionally trying to like fight back on like some of the trends of the yeah. world. Not that like eating plant-based meat is bad, right? Like if you think it tastes good, great, right? But like, <laughs> like why? Like, exactly why? why? Like, why? Like if, if, if you don't want meat, then why do you have to eat something that looks like and kind of tastes, tastes like, like meat, meat, right? Like, if you don't like meat, just don't eat meat. Like, right, don't, right, you don't right. have to, you don't have to make meat out of plant, right? Like, God made plants and meat for a reason. Not that, we're not, we're joking. It's not really sin. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, like, funny. Like, why would you be so extra, right? So, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you like plant-based meat, Right, you know, we yeah. love you, right? <laughs> Jesus still loves you. But for me, I'm just like, why yeah, would you get, get into that little, you know, world of yeah. fake meat? Like, I, I, I love the the taste of meat and knowing that it's real meat is like what makes me so happy mm -hmm. to eat it. Like yesterday, yeah. I enjoyed a great steak with some of our deacons, right? Just talking about ministry. Right. And if that if I found out later that was plant-based meat, I'd be very, very disappointed, <laughs> right? You pay like but, all that money for plants. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, I really enjoy the taste of meat, knowing that it's from a cow or from a pig, mm -hmm. from a chicken. I love it, right? Uh, so... I don't think this will be a trend that I'll be following. No, you know, all the power to you if you yeah. want to follow that trend. That's great. Yeah. Uh, another trend, um, I guess, what PSK said, like these are trends that we want to fight back against. And this one kind of is in that more in that category. Um, in Japan, uh, we just had ramen before we shot this, but they have uh, these ramen stores where it's like you have no inter human interaction. Just right? for people who are very antisocial, they sit in these little booths, they pick a number, and then, like, the little curtain opens up in front, the person just drops off the food, and that's it. So you're just eating in this, it's not a cubicle, but you have, like, a table for one with, like, a divider, mm -hmm. so then a lot of people can sit on each side, each eating on their own. And I just thought to myself, as I was sharing this to, to PSK, like, that's not healthy. Like, yeah. as humans, we're supposed to be social, mm -hmm. and I can think it's just because... We've gotten so used to screens and like now, like even for me, I I rather go to the self checkout mm -hmm. than the checkout. Right. Um, I guess in the name of convenience, we're doing this more and more so that we're mm -hmm. isolating ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, like 
that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants to isolate us, right? Then he mm-hmm. can like pour in all of these little like seeds of doubt and like just despair and like hopelessness, all these things into our minds to like get us to be at a point of like hopelessness and like we just want to kill ourselves or we hate yeah. living yeah. and then just never meet the love of God. But mm-hmm. we're, we weren't designed that way. We're you supposed know. to be social. Church is there for a reason so that yeah. we can all gather together mm-hmm. to help each other, pray, encourage. Uh, and so this trend of like people eating by themselves, like, how far will that go? Right later on, you know, are they going to be able to marry just themselves? Right. I don't know, like how far this will go. But this anti-social trend is, I don't think, a very healthy thing for humanity. No, not at all. I think, um, like, um, we're not saying like if you eat by yourself at a restaurant, like we're not making fun. Oh, yeah, of it, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's completely fine, right? Like I do that all the yeah, time. Me too. My family's away. Yeah, yeah like, we're too. busy, yeah. so the busy schedule. So that's great, right? And so. Um, I even enjoy that sometimes, right? But like, what we're saying is like, like feeding into that culture and this mindset that like it's okay to isolate yourself. It's okay to not want human interaction. Like that's where like, and a lot of people are gonna hear this and be like, oh, like they're being so serious about there's something so like small and like we're not making fun of the business idea of it. Uh, we're actually fighting back against the idea of social isolation. So right, if, right. if they want to create restaurants like that, then sure, fine. But like the, the idea behind it is what's, it really is dangerous, like spiritually. Yeah. yeah, the Bible makes it very clear, right? Like when God created Adam, right, he said specifically, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that's because man was never meant to be alone. And, and there's actually studies done, you can look this up, it's literally just, just Google it. Like experiments, social experiments done on people like 100% isolated. And like within weeks, they just, just go insane. crazy. Yeah, they, just, they like go literally insane. Yeah. Like we were not designed to function that way. And uh, even the church, and this goes, this makes it even more serious than just like social interactions. But like the church was supposed to function as a a, a testimony for the gospel. And like Jesus says it himself. And I preached on this last Sunday. Actually, he says, you know, by your love, they'll know that you're my disciples. Right? And he prays in John seventeen. He says. You know, when you love one another, when you become perfectly one, then they'll believe that Jesus came from the Father. Right. And so isolation, 100%, like Pastor just said, I agree fully that it is a scheme and a goal of the enemy. It is. Yeah, if he wants to stop the kingdom of heaven, he, he isolates people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the business idea behind it is mm-hmm. to cater to those who are like always by themselves yeah, or shy. busy on the go. Yeah, anxious. And then yeah. it is kind of awkward to sit at a restaurant, even though... I, I do it all the time. Like right. sit at a sit down restaurant, even and to eat by yourself is awkward. So mm-hmm. they want to get rid of the awkwardness, but also cater to those who have to eat by themselves by creating these things. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely going to be people who are like, uh, they're they're like clinging to this because yeah. it's their, because it's like their their way of like they're so antisocial that mm-hmm. they're going to just cling to this. They're, they're justifying gonna, their their isolation. Yeah, their right. isolation all these things and I think that's where it gets unhealthy of course right. like we're busy there's times we don't have time to eat with mm-hmm. someone so we'll just go in and grab something and eat yeah. it we're not saying that's bad right. I think the idea of like falling in love with that idea mm-hmm. is being comfortable in isolation comfortable, yeah. yeah like where do you draw the line like that's why like COVID I think a lot of this is kind of like pretty controversial to say but like a lot of good things came from COVID a lot of humility came a lot of people came to the Lord a lot of people saw the need for community and church but at the same time I think, um, for example, like, where do you draw the line? Like, church became virtual, right? Like, the idea of complete...
completely virtual like AI churches that are they're they're a literal thing with the meta world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the metaverse, like people have churches in the metaverse. In this virtual reality thing, it's yeah. very weird. It's really weird. You come in like, like as an avatar, you meet yeah. with other people in avatars, and like, I, I promise you that's something the enemy wants. Yeah. Um. So because you can hide behind that avatar, yeah. fake person, but yeah. you're you know, but uh, even in church itself, like Satan divides, right? Mm-hmm. He always reminds you, reminds us of the of the sins that we're struggling with, and saying you're the only one who's doing this. Everyone yeah. else. Is fine, and in that way, it's, he's isolating. But then to go to we're helping him by doing these like yep. virtual churches, yeah. meta churches, because we're helping them to hide even more and be isolated even more, yeah. uh, give them a false sense of community with this fake, fake world, right? Yeah. But uh, I just want to make sure our, our viewers and listeners aren't falling in love with the idea of isolating and having no human interaction, no human contact, because yeah. that's exactly what the devil wants. And I, don't, I don't even like food, but like food does taste better when you're eating with Jesus. It's meant for, we're gonna be eating in heaven, yeah. and we don't need to eat. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. Like, no plant based meat. Like, <laughs> probably not. No, no, yeah, probably not. We're, we're not. We're not. We don't even need food in heaven, and yeah. yet he's gonna allow us to eat for fellowship's sake. Right? It's for fellowship's sake, not yeah. for sustenance and uh, surviving. And uh, so I, I, I want to encourage. You know our introverted and, and you know socially anxious brothers and sisters that we still we love you of course and we yeah, care yeah. for you, uh, but try to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. I challenge you to right uh, make relationships with your brothers and sisters first. Yeah. Uh, make new friends, meet people, yeah. talk to them. Yeah. It's gonna sharpen you more than just socially yeah. uh, and mentally. It's gonna sharpen you and hone you spiritually as well. Yeah. Um, I guess our last segment, the unsung heroes idea. You know, PSK shared at the very beginning was to like shine the the spotlight on people who are doing things for the community, doing things for God uh, that people may not be aware of. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea that this organization existed yeah, until uh, we worked with them. Um, we worked with them one time, just and then also before Thanksgiving. I think that was like September. Mm-hmm. And then we worked with them again for Thanksgiving. Uh, but it's this uh, organization called Visker. Which is led by Pastor Kim. Mm-hmm. He's been. I I got a chance to sit down and talk with him and have lunch, and he just shared his story about like how God gave him this huge heart to uh, help with homeless and low income families. Yeah, and they're mostly Latino families, and like uh, he's been doing that for like a really really long time. And so uh, he goes to like a uh, Annandale Falls Church. He even goes all the way up to Baltimore, like yeah. all these different places in D.C., Virginia, Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, all throughout the week. Just Different cities every day, multiple cities a day, yeah. um, giving, providing clothes and food and like grocery items and like uh, children's clothing, toys, like anything, everything you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just giving them those things, but he uh, leads a worship, he prays for them, uh, and he's sharing giving the them gospel. this kind of yeah, sharing the gospel, spiritual yeah. need and yeah. physical need. He's yeah. he's uh, doing all that. And our church got a chance to work with him, like I shared before Thanksgiving, where we collected donations and mm-hmm. we went out there. It was so great to to serve and see how how much the people need. Yeah, it was it was like uh, really touched my heart. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving was a, a lot bigger. We had mm-hmm. a lot more people come out, uh, but to see all those people coming to worship God, and then uh, sharing in, in the Thanksgiving lunch, and then to be able to receive physical need that they had. Yeah, uh, it was really good to see Pastor Kim doing those kind of good things for the CMBA. Yeah. 
Good Spoon, it also, I found out, uh, partners with like high schools. And so like it gives students an opportunity to actually get involved in the community. One of my youth students started a Christian fellowship called Beyond Blessed Fellowship at Chantilly High School here in Chantilly, Virginia. And uh, his school, Chantilly High School, which I'm an alumni of, by the way, they actually partnered with Good Spoon. So a lot of the kids from Chantilly High School will actually go out and down these places and actually work with Pastor Kim, mm. whether they're believers or not, right? For like service hours or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, it was it was such a such a blessing. Like uh, he came to preach for us uh, one uh, one weekend, and uh, I remember like it really felt like like God was alive. Like that's the best way I can explain it. Like because like even within our church, not even just in the community, but like in our church, because it wasn't just like. Pastor Kim and his ministry it gave us an opportunity to to do God's work. We weren't just Sunday going Christians. We weren't just giving sermons or or listening to sermons. Though these things are important, we were actually being his hands and feet. We were yeah. taking care of the poor, right? Like James says, the Book of James, it says, you know, this is true religion that you take care of the widow, the poor, the fatherless, right, and uh, and the orphans, and and that's really what it felt like we were doing. Like we got together, we prayed for this ministry, like our entire church did. And they were donating like their own blankets from home and donating like jackets yeah. and shoes and, and toys. And I was like, wow, like, we're really doing it. Yeah. Like God is alive in this church. And, and I grew up in this church and we never did something like this. And it, it just felt like we were dead for so long. And I remember like praying as a kid for a revival for this church. And, and it really felt like God was answering that prayer that I prayed yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I remember we went with the first time during Thanksgiving, we went with the EC congregation, the young adults, uh, college students, and the youth. And so we, we, yeah. we joined together. And we went and early in the morning on Saturday. I remember just looking out, uh, looking at my youth and the college students, like, like organizing all these clothes and handing out food. And I started to, like, tear up. I was like, wow, like, this is, like, this is revival. Like, yeah. God is working right now through this. Not yeah. through, like, a, a, an emotional, like, praise night, which is really good, too. I saw this and I was like, wow, like God's alive in this. It's yeah. alive. And, uh, it was just such a good time. And so you guys should definitely look up uh, the organization, yeah. Good Spoon. Just Google um, Good Spoon. Just Google Good Spoon will show up. And, uh, I think free on the web now. Uh, you can like reach out to them, donate, find out where they help out and actually go and join them uh, to hear the gospel and just kind of like learn uh, good donations. Yeah. So big shout out to Good Spoon and yep. Pastor Kim. You're doing God's work. God bless you. God We're bless praying you. for you. And we look to we look forward to joining in, you know, more Again. than just a couple of times a year, yeah. but to really help out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that wraps up our unsung hero for today. Yep. Uh, that wraps up today's uh, first first episode, episode of season, season two. two. Yeah. Um, I hope it, it did you all some good. It did offered you some insight, offered you some ideas on how to apply, you know, God's word and yeah. how we can do more for God's kingdom. Give you the faith to take that take that step. Even though God doesn't tell you all the steps one through you know yeah. ten or a hundred, that mm-hmm. we take that first step of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, as always, you know, for those who follow us on IG and TikTok and YouTube, just hit subscribe, uh, like, you know, comment if you have questions. We're mm-hmm. always open to Q and A. That's still alive for for season two. Those are fun, so yeah. it helps us out too. Yeah, yeah whether you're at church, home, school, work. Uh, playing sports like it's something that we should always be you know wrestling with so yeah we hope it blessed you guys yeah we'll see you again next week for right. episode two see you guys bye